Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> okay, I like that better. So I'm already recording and I've made sure that I'm recording. I've double, triple, quadruple checked to make sure we're recording so that I don't forget to hit record. And I am going to start off by just doing a quick little intro. So this is an experimental episode of Podcast Envy. I'm Andrea Klunder, your podcast boss. And today we're doing an episode of Hey Andrea, where listeners, or in this case, maybe future listeners, (laughs) get to ask me some questions about podcasting. And right now we're recording in a really weird space, which is this place in Chicago called Next Door Cafe. And I have... How many people are in this room? What do you guys think? So we have about 20 people gathered here to learn about podcasting and see a live demo. And I have my friend Sheila here, and she has been brave enough to volunteer to interview me with questions from the class. So if the audio quality sounds a little different than usual, it's because we're doing this live and remote and on the fly, which is super exciting. And I have no idea how this episode is going to turn out. But if it's good, then we'll publish it. (laughs) Awesome. So Andrea, thank you for allowing our class to brainstorm right before we began with a lot of questions. And one of the things that you mentioned throughout the class was that you have a background in video production. A lot of people want to know a little bit more about how you got started in podcasting. So I did actually go to college originally for vocal music performance. I was an actor. I was a singer. I wanted to be on stage and performing. And my freshman year of college, I hated the music program. I hated it so much. And so I ended up switching my major to what was called at that time, I think the official name was broadcast and cable production in the 90s, which was really a mass communication degree. And we could choose an emphasis like radio, television, et cetera. And I chose an emphasis in film and video. And this was old school 90s, like we were learning how to cut 16 millimeter silent black and white film with a splicer and then cement the film together. So not super practical in the digital age at all, (laughs) but really interesting from like an artistic sort of craft perspective. So I ended up doing nothing with my degree, worked in arts administration, started a yoga studio closed a yoga studio, wanted to start a new business that didn't have the overhead of a facility. And at that time, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And so I decided that I wanted to get into podcasting. I had no idea how to create a business model out of that. It was just something that was interesting to me that seemed relatively inexpensive. And it could combine what I knew about performing and what I knew about mindfulness and yoga and entrepreneurship and also what I knew about broadcasting. And I just needed a little bit of a tech upgrade (laughs) to learn how to do it. And this is what you do full time now. Do you still have your yoga studio? I teach two children's yoga. I have two children's yoga clients and one adult yoga class and one adult yoga private client that I've had for since I started teaching really. But other than that, everything that I do is podcast related. So I produce my shows, which makes almost no money. But I have private clients who I help launch their shows. I also help edit some people's shows who don't want to deal with all that stuff. And I also teach a high school podcasting program that I get paid for. So let's follow on with that makes almost no money. Um, <laughs> one of the questions that people ask is, how do we market? market? And I think you actually had a slide on promotion. 
tell us a little bit more about how we can make money or tell us why you think yours makes almost no money. Yeah. So it depends on how on what your intention is behind your show. So I think of my shows as marketing and therefore they're an expense. I spend money on them. Ways that you can make money off of podcasts, you can have sponsors. I've tried that. For me, I don't love it. The amount of work it takes to get those sponsors and to create those relationships and everything like that is a lot of work and it's not what I'm good at. You can do things like affiliates. For example, I mentioned, oh, this is a perfect time to mention what I call my podcast angel, Libsyn. (laughs) (laughs) And Libsyn is the podcasting host that I recommend most of all. It's where all my shows are hosted and my client shows are hosted. And they have an affiliate program that you can get into where when I recommend someone to use their services, I do make a little bit of money. So it's kind of like the sponsor because I get to talk about them on my show, but they don't pay me up front to talk about them. I only earn money when somebody actually takes my referral and uses their product or service. So it's affiliate marketing and sponsorship are the two ways that we can monetize our podcast. You can also use it as marketing for a product or service that you already offer. And there are other creative ways. I mean, you could get into teaching and coaching for podcasts. You could become an amazing editor and edit shows for other people who don't want to do it. So there are some like little tricky ways that you can do that. But if you want the podcast itself to be the product, then you're going to focus on sponsorships and affiliates. And then in terms of marketing it and getting people to listen to your show, word of mouth, honestly, is still the number one way to promote your podcasts. You can use social media, which makes word of mouth a little easier, right? You can do paid social media ads, but most people are listening to your show based upon relationships with you. So the more you just tell people about your show, you go to networking events, you teach classes or have communities or meetups, or you just expand your network and your community of who your show is for, the more listeners you're going to get. Gotcha. Some of the other questions that we've gotten has to be about technical or uh, marketing or planning. And one of the things around planning, do you recommend booking a whole bunch of shows and getting them in the can per se and then editing them all at once or, you know, go through the entire process for one show and then upload it? Should we use the Netflix formula of (laughs) releasing 13 episodes at one time and everybody comes or just do one, get underneath the belt and try again next week, especially since you said we have what do you call it? Podcast fade? <laughs> pod fade. Yes. Pod, pod fade. Pod so, fade. So get them all in a can and then edit them. So at least we have a volume for people to listen to. It depends on your work style. It depends on your personality and it depends on your schedule. So I think that being ahead of your schedule is always the best thing to do. And I am the first to admit that I am constantly feeling behind schedule. So I'm going to give you advice that I don't always follow, which is the more you can have done ahead of time, the less stress you're going to have. I recommend launching your new show with at least three episodes that you publish on the first day so that you never have just one episode in your feed, even for a short period of time. A lot of people teach that. And most people teach that because they say, oh, it'll help you get more downloads and you have a better chance of getting into new and noteworthy on iTunes. And that's a whole other conversation about new and noteworthy that I am going to address on a future episode. But I say the real reason is because if someone stumbles across your show in their podcast app randomly or on iTunes randomly, which they will. And they're like, oh, this is an awesome show. I want to listen to more. And there's nothing else for them to listen to. They're going to feel sad. If they do want to binge, they can't. 
or if they kind of like stumble across your show and that look, that looks kind of interesting, but the episode title doesn't look interesting. If you have three episode titles for them to choose from, one of the three might be compelling to them. Whereas if there's just one and it's not, they're going to pass. Also, you want them to hit the subscribe button right away so that your show is automatically downloaded to their phone. And if there's only one episode showing up, there isn't really a reason for them to think of subscribing. But if they see multiple episodes, then they'll be like, oh, I should subscribe to this so that I can get the new episodes. In terms of how much you should have stockpiled ahead of time, that's entirely up to you. My general rule of thumb, three on the first day and two that are ready to go and then you can drip those out. It depends on if you're publishing weekly or if you're doing one a month or you're doing one every other week. It also depends on your work schedule. So I have a new client who just launched. That's Sarah Buino, Conversations with a Wounded Healer. (laughs) She just launched today and she published four episodes right away today. And she has time right now in her business because she's an entrepreneur. She's self-employed. She has her own private practice. She has time right now. So she's doing as many interviews as possible now because she knows in a couple months she's going to be strapped for time and she won't have time to do interviews. So she's planning ahead based on the flow of her business. So speaking of planning, we talked about pre-production, the planning, the production, and then the post. How would you say one should allocate their time? Is it equally divisible in thirds or spend more time up front, little time on the end? It's definitely not equal. The easiest part is recording. (laughs) The easiest and the fastest part. Obviously, that takes the amount of time that it actually is. And the more pre-production time you spend, typically the less editing you're going to do. The less pre-production you do, the more editing that you're going to do. It also depends on how much you want to edit your show, which is dependent upon your finished product, what type of show, how you want it to feel. I will tell you that for The Creative Imposter, my solo episodes, which are just me, tend to be around 20 minutes, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. And my interviews tend to be around 45 minutes to an hour. An interview episode start to finish. So planning, pre-production, scheduling, confirming, doing the interview, editing, publishing, uploading, sending it to my audio engineer who does the mix, his time. I have an apprentice who does my show notes for me. All of that is about 10 hours for one episode for an interview. For a solo, it typically takes me about five or six hours, but we do a lot of editing and we make sure that things are really clean sounding. So some people are a lot faster. The podcast Envy episodes tend to be more like 10 to 15 minutes long. They're usually just me, but now I'm getting creative by bringing you on the show. Awesome. Awesome. And those tend to be a little bit faster because they're shorter. Gotcha. And for those who may not be aware, can you define what show notes are and why do we Mm -hmm. use them? So show notes are the, when you look in your podcast app, you click the episode, there's usually a little description and sometimes there's links in there. So this one would probably have a link to Libsyn since I mentioned them as my podcast angel, right? And it'll also have the promo code ENVY so that listeners can get a free month of hosting services. And that description can be as detailed with like, here are all the things we talked about with bullet points and links to 25 different resources on this topic. Or it can just be like, hey guys, this week we're doing an experimental format and my guest is Sheila and she's interviewing me on Podcast Envy and that's it. There's no links. There's no anything that's in your description. And then if you have a corresponding website with a blog post, that's whatever content is in your blog post as well. Awesome. And one final question. Mm -hmm. If any of the people would love to learn how to work with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Oh, great question, Sheila. You're a pro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
The best way for people to work with me is to head over to podcastnv.com, of course. And that way you can listen to all of the episodes of the show. It also has all of my services that I offer in terms of helping people get launched with shows of their own. And it also has editing services for people who want to create their show, but they're like, yeah, editing? No, don't have time. Not interested. Looks horrible. But I want my show to sound super good. And there's also a little free opt-in on that page where you can get a little something special from me podcast related. I think by the time this goes out, that free opt-in is going to be a checklist of everything that you need to have in order to launch your show. It's either that or an equipment list, one of the two. Oh, I love it. We get all the goodies (laughs) tonight. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing with us today about Podcast Envy. Thank you. And Sheila, can I ask you one bonus question? Surely. Do you already have a show in mind? What are you thinking your show is going to be? I have three shows in mind. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One is randomly interviewing entrepreneurs and speaking about their challenges, what their challenge is today. Mm -hmm. Another is about leveraging podcasts as a promotion tool for public relations so people can understand how it can be used in PR and how that can help elevate their brand. And the third one is more about affirmations, you know, sharing more of what's good in the world than what's not. Brilliant. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Mastropolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.